Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality with your host, me, Aliyah Lovely. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, psychics, aliens, religion, new age stuff, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, philosophy, and even dating. Some of the shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and new discoveries and other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up about what spirituality in today's world really looks like. Adina is a Reiki three level healer, yoga teacher, and intuitive who's traveled the world learning about the energy that connects us all. She's been a student of the power that the divine energy Reiki, the Japanese combination of Rei for universal wisdom and higher power, and Ki for the life force energy has to offer. Through laying her hands over and on the body, she's able to channel this universal energy to not only see what's happening in each of the chakras, but to help others release energetic blockages and guide the energy flow where it is needed most on all levels, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. With her experience, she's been able to utilize Reiki even in her yogic practices and classes she teaches to help even the most novice of practitioners feel the shifts in their own auric field. She's a powerful force with a deep understanding of the unseen world, so please welcome Adina to the show. Hey, Adina, welcome to the show. Thank you for being on Spiritual Shit. Hey, Alia. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> We're so excited to have you. Um, so I've been really interested in Reiki. And since um, I've been here in Bali, I got a session done by you that was absolutely phenomenal. And I was able to sit and lay in this beautiful massage uh, bed <laughs> and get a chance for you to have um, a look at my energy and what you were able to tell me based on um, your knowledge and what it is that you've acquired through this energetic practice to me was absolutely mind blowing. But before I go into my experience of what that was like, so everybody knows how cool it was. And so you can hire her to do it. Um, what is Reiki and how did you find it? Um, so first of all, I would say I did not really find Reiki. I would say Reiki found me mm -hmm. in a way. Um, as so I've, for the last, let's say, maybe like two years or something, I've been on quite an intense um, spiritual journey, to put a name on it, um, starting to explore like different uh, fields of um, body and energetic work, like, for example, yoga, did my yoga teacher training and all that stuff. And then at some, po at some point... Um, after my yoga teacher training where I had the first contact with Reiki, but actually could not really connect with it because it's, um, it felt like this is not like my thing. And then I went, um, I did my yoga teacher training in Bali. And then when I went back to Europe and moved to Barcelona, I don't know why, like sometimes you just have these like enlightened moments where in my head, suddenly there was this, I have to do a, a Reiki training. Mm -hmm. And then um, I found a, t a teacher in Barcelona and did it there. And yeah, um, even uh, for the first uh, Reiki level, I just felt like, okay, this is like totally my energy. It just felt like on the same frequency, and mm -hmm. it felt like very natural to me to use it. Um, so this is how Reiki found me in mm -hmm. a way. And um, to your second question, so what is Reiki? Um, of course, there's like this history that um, every ever since humanity exists, people have been doing um, energetic healing through hands, through mm -hmm. putting like hands on different parts of the body. Uh, you can also see that if you, for example, um, if you have little children and sometimes they have like a, a bellyache or something mm -hmm. and you just put your hands on it and like the warmth of the hands and like this energy coming over there um, can cure um, a bellyache, for mm -hmm. example. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and in this principle, like people have been always using it and then... Um, yeah, a couple of hundreds of years uh, time ago, uh, a guy in Japan kind of re-found that um, Reiki energy mm -hmm. um, and got this, um, how do you say that? 
from above uh-huh, like download. He, yeah download he like was channeling he, he, he was channeling yeah the, the the reiki symbols and um created that concept around it and um to me i have to say um apart from like all that stuff um i would describe reiki as just universal energy which is pure love so this mm-hmm. is how it feels for me and this is how um yeah i would describe it and um what you do as a Reiki practitioner is actually just channeling this universal pure love energy um, from the universe um, through your crown chakra into your hands and into another person's body. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, so that's basically it. Cool. I would say. <laughs> so as an energy, um, you said that the there's a Japanese guy who channeled this information. So I know that you've talked about some symbols or attun- attunements. Is that is that right? What is it? Attunements? No. Anyway, it's these symbols. symbols that you yeah. think of or whatever. So can you explain that a little bit? Because I have no idea what that is. Um, yeah. So there is different um, symbols for different energy layers let's say okay. like in reiki um for example as a practitioner you have uh, four different levels of practicing first level is the physical level then the second level is the emotional um level and giving reiki on distance and then there's a third level which is just these other levels kind of um, intensified. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Reiki master where you're also able to introduce others um, mm-hmm. as Reiki practitioners. And um, the symbols um, you use are introduced du- during the different levels. So on the first level, there's um, a, a physical symbol. So when you use that and you draw that, that symbol has a certain shape of course and you draw that shape into your hands mm-hmm. and then you call the name of a symbol three times and then if you act kind of activate your hands like this mm-hmm. then um, the energy channeled through your hands will have uh, an impact on the physical um, okay. realm of your of the patient yeah mm-hmm. okay. and same for uh, for the uh, emotional symbol and same for the symbol on distance. For example, the symbol on distance not only works on like geographical distance, but also means um, it's working on um, things that happened in your past or things that will happen in your future um, and stuff like this. Yeah. So when a person decides to go for a Reiki session, what is it that they're usually seeking? What type of healing? That's different, actually. Mm-hmm. So um, there, I think it depends a lot on where this person comes from. Um, if it is somebody who is not really into like spiritual things or energetical healing, um, the person might just look for something to kind of treat a headache or something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so then physical ailments physical okay. yeah physical stuff and then um, there's also persons who say like I feel pretty fine actually I just like w- would be interested in how I, how my energies look like mm-hmm. so this would be another type I would say and then there's really persons who say I, I feel something's wrong with me and I need to heal it and I don't know what it is mm-hmm. so it can be either just out of curiosity, I would say, then, of course, like a physical thing or an energetical healing they're looking for. Mm. But as I see it, um, we all have these different bodies. So we have our uh, physical body, we have our energetical body, we have an emotional body. And, of course, um, all those bodies are interacting with each other all the time. So um, whatever the patient is looking for in his mind or what is his intention or her intention is in that very moment when asking for Reiki therapy, um, I would say it's it's never only this. So it's hard to put that in words, but like the intention might be something you have before because you come from a, a certain state of mind, but actually... Um, the your intention as a whole being, mm-hmm. like throughout your all of your bodies, always um, searches for a holistic um, healing. Mm-hmm. I would say, mm-hmm. even if you're not conscious about it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so, what type of results do people usually see 
out of that? Like, does it take more than one session? Can people be healed in a session? Um, if they're coming for like, and they have a physical ailment of some sort, how do they see the difference uh, afterwards? Because I know that there are a lot of people who, who focus in on a lot of Western practices or Western medicine. And so people who are looking for an alternative, perhaps that what that didn't work for them before. So they'll start to turn to alternative medicine, which is original message medicine, sorry, <laughs> not alternative medicine. So what type of results are they usually getting from this type of therapy? That's also different. And again, I have to say that depends a lot on where people come from to explain that because there's a reason for that. It's not just a political correct answer, but actually there's a reason behind that. Yeah. And this is how Reiki energy actually works because Reiki energy is kind of, I would say, like an intelligent energy. Mm -hmm. So it flows where you create space for it to flow into, mm -hmm. but it won't flow into something where there's no space for it or mm -hmm. where you kind of shut up against it. Mm -hmm. So if you are seeking healing through Reiki energy, it can only heal you if you actually want that pattern to heal. Mm -hmm. um, if you inside have any barrier against that healing happening, uh, because even people like who suffer a lot from certain things, um, might still kind of clinch or be attached um, to that wound or to that whatever they want to heal. And this can be on a physical level as well as on an emotional or an energetical level um, because they kind of get something out of it. Mm -hmm. um, like, right. which, might, yeah, which might be attention or mm -hmm. whatever Identity. thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so... It depends on like what you get out of it depends on how open you are to not only open in your mind in a logical way to, yes, uh, I'm open to Reiki energy and I want to try it, but to how open your body actually is. And then this energy flows into your body and will like wherever you have an imbalance in your energy, it will balance it out. Where you need more energy, it will flow into it and um in this way, kind of harmonize um, your energetical body. And whatever happens in your energetical body as all our bodies interact can also shall um, have has uh, have an effect on your on your emotional or on your physical body. Mm -hmm. um, and so this is what happens. So if you have a headache and you come and say like, I have a headache and I need to get it healed, please do me some Reiki. Um, I can do that, but usually then the um, the the source of that suffering would be um, an energetical imbalance, for example, in your third eye or in your crown chakra. Mm -hmm. And what Reiki then can do is to balance or harmonize that on an energetical level. Mm -hmm. But still, if there, for example, is another physical um, source for that pain, Uh, like um, a serious disease or something like this. Um, this uh, energetical therapy can, for example, ease a pain or something mm -hmm. for a certain time. But mm -hmm. if you do not treat the physical body or the emotional body as well, it, it will come back. Yeah. So, yeah. and this is what happens the other way around as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So it can ease pain for sure. Um, I've had a lot of people, uh, uh, I've been treating a lot of people who afterwards, for example, did like um, several changes in their life. Like they realized, oh my gosh, I have been like walking the, down the wrong path all the time. And actually I, I just need to turn around and take this other path. And um, realizations like this, for example, I've also had people who just said like, oh, it was a nice session and I felt really deeply relaxed afterwards. Yeah. So this is like how it works. Yeah. So in my session, it was, it was, it was quite bizarre because I wasn't expecting that what, When you guys, when she does what she does, um, the, all, the, as much as this is probably my first Reiki session. So the, what I've known about it, um, I've had some brief interactions with it. I've had people kind of hold their hands over my body, their hands get hot, or maybe they'll, they'll infuse me with some type of energy. I'm quite sensitive to energy. So I can feel that energy someone is kind of uh, infusing into my body, if you will. Their hands get super hot. And I would feel an extreme sense of relaxation and love around that. So I was like, okay, cool. So it's like an infusion of energy. But what she did was, was quite different. Um, she did that as well, but she read all of my chakras. 
And the reading of my chakras was so spot on to what it is that I actually am sensitive to. Um, do you mind going through that with them and how like our session went? No, um, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, because I just thought that was super cool because I was not expecting that in the Reiki session. It felt like a reading in addition to, and I'll tell them my after effects in a second, but I want to go through that first. So, um, yeah, this is, uh, of course, like a part what I kind of feel or see as when I treat Reiki patients, I usually um, put my hands on um, the different chakras, beginning from the crown chakra, going um, to the root chakra, and um, then I just receive kind of information from the energetical bodies, um, which tell me like certain things, or um, sometimes I see pictures or colors or stuff like this, um, uh, where, and afterwards I use to um, talk to my patients about it to see what resonates for them as I think this is um, an important step into healing and into um, like when you asked me before what do patients get out of it um, to actually get something out of it because you've, you're reflected um, on a level like this energetic level you may not be able to step into yourself and when I did this with Aliyah um, so you just wanted to yeah we can go, go okay <laughs> Um, so yeah, when we started with her crown chakra, um, I had this picture in my mind of like this, um, what did I say? Like crowded, um, train station <laughs> hall where I saw that, um, with all this like golden shimmering spirits running around in that, in that big, big building. And it was just super, super busy. And, um, I felt like the, her, her strong connection to um, spiritual realms, to the spirit world. Um, but kind of this like busyness was um, a little bit like too much. Like she um, was inviting all the spirits in and then it just uh, gets super chaotic and nobody knows <laughs> where he or she is anymore. Um, so yeah, this, this was one part. And so mm -hmm. let me speak to that because um, I've always told people that when I, when I lay down and I get quiet, I always feel like, that there is, it sounds like I'm listening to a mall or like a radio station that changes the station every five seconds or something like that, that there's all these people in there. So I've never told Adina that like, like, so for her to pick up on that, I feel like it was like, Ooh, okay, she's, she's got me already in that. She hooked me in that first, Hey, I saw this in your chakra. And I was like, shit. Okay. She's about to see some other stuff too. <laughs> um, okay. So go ahead. So yeah, when we um, when we continued, then the next one, uh, next one was the um, third eye chakra, um, and then I just had this strong feeling of being blindfolded in that chakra, as if somebody was like, there was a, a pressure in there. Um, there was a lot of energy, but it was kind of um, hidden um, and blindfolded. Blind, yeah, yeah. blindfolded. Um, blindfoldedness around it which speaks to um i shut down my sight so i can still hear and feel the spirits but i'm not i'm able to see them sometimes but when i was a kid i could see them all the time and i had a scary experience that happened when i was 10 you can go back and further podcast and hear about that but um I've, I've blindfolded myself and i've asked i asked her afterwards i said this is something i would like to heal i would like to open up more of my sight we'll get back to that later <laughs> okay um, then when we came to the throat chakra, um, it was pretty open. It was pretty open. Yeah. yeah. I just thought like, was there anything? No, but there wasn't. It was perfect because <laughs> I talk all the goddamn time. <laughs> no problem yeah. expressing myself. <laughs> yeah. It was energetically uh, pretty well balanced. And yeah. And what I said, because this happens like maybe just interesting for other people because usually a lot of people I see um I can feel like when I go over a throat chakra that I can feel this um the, this tension this like as if somebody would um how do you say choke that? or press choke. on your yeah ch press on my on my uh throat mm -hmm. so yeah you're, you're not really able to swallow anymore mm. um this is a feeling i i get around a lot of people and uh, which also tells me that so many people are just afraid to speak up for themselves mm. um which elias definitely not <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and then we went on to the heart chakra 
And um, on the heart chakra, it was kind of interesting because um, it was kind of um, parted in, uh, split up in like two parts. So one part was um, this really warm um, space full of love. I, I saw in like um, shades of like pink and, and green and there was a lot of light in there and it was really open and welcoming. But then um, around her heart chakra, um, like on the left upper side, um, there was kind of a, a shadow there, mm -hmm. um, which I later connected to something else. I uh, saw on her root chakra as well. Um, so we can we can talk about the root. We can skip. And yeah, connect the two and just <laughs> connect it later. Okay. Yeah. Um, then we went on to the solar plexus chakra, and um, when I was there, um, as the chakras are told to be like wheels, like oh. round things that usually spin around um, to. Um, yeah, put the energy in the different parts of your body. And so the solar plexus chakra is in, uh, in our bellies. Um, it's a very important one because it's kind of the um, energetic, um, yeah, main wheel, wheel vessel, yeah. whatever, uh, in our bodies. Yeah, and by turning, by spinning around, it... Um, it, it it puts all the energy in, our, in the different parts of our bodies. So when I was in Alia's uh, solar plexus chakra, I saw this big like yellow wheel, but actually it was just kind of standing still. Um, so I told her, I see there's a lot of, lot of, lot of power in there, but you have to move that thing. <laughs> <laughs> you have to let it spin again. Yeah. Um, and finding back like into your personal power into um, speaking in, in, in yeah, symbolic words, um, um, find this like honoring yourself and stepping into, and this is like important into your physical power mm -hmm. because the um, three chakras, um, the, the, the first three chakras, which is root chakra, sacral chakra and uh, solar plexus chakra are connecting us to our physical realms, to our physical bodies. So she has a lot of potential there, which she's not using at the very moment. Mm -hmm. um, yes. And so. I mean, that's pretty indicative. I have a lot of life force, but um, I'm disconnected from my body very much yes. so. And I'm working. That's why I'm here. But that's what I'm working <laughs> on. So every when she said that, I was like, another person telling me that I'm not, I'm not rooted in my, my life force and into my shock and into my root as well. Um, but then you went into the sacral chakra and, and that seemed to be doing glowing. So I've been doing yeah, a lot that, of work that, on that, that one. That was good. Yeah. Like that was really, um, warm and nice and harmonized and, and felt really good. And then when you said you, you worked a lot on it, um, this is also like a nice effect on, of, of Reiki, I guess, because you can actually tell if people work on their chakras and on their energy balances or if they do not and if they just don't care so yeah. i could see that yeah this was pretty good for you as well i guess i got an a plus <laughs> <laughs> i was like yes um and then to the root chakra yes and this for me was the the crucial point uh among the the whole um chakra journey we did together um, because I still feel that um, what I saw in your root chakra kind of determines um, what happens in all the other chakras mm -hmm. and is kind of the source of the imbalances you have in, mm -hmm. in general. So what I saw in her root chakra was, um, it was like a cave. And, um, you know, like when you're in those ho horror movies and sometimes you see like this shadow of this monster in the cave, like on the wall. And it's, you just, you just see that shadow on the wall and it looks like, like a wolf, like with long teeth and, um, big paws and like, like mm -hmm. really scary. <laughs> and this is what I saw basically in her root chakra in a dark rat, glimmer of this cave um mm -hmm. and when we um yeah, and also um as part of that um 
you and in, in Reiki, I usually treat um, so the root chakra as the um, the base of your spine, mm -hmm. as your uh, pelvis area, but then also the knees and the feet. And it's kind of interesting because, of course, you have a, a right foot and a left foot, <laughs> and uh, the right foot is usually um, associated with um, male energies or things happening in the future, while the left foot is usually associated with um, things happening in the past or with your with your mom or with your female energies. So on her right foot, I had this impression of a person just like tucking its hat in because somebody tries to like slap it on the hat and this person uh, and it's ducking. just like <laughs> ducking, ducking. <laughs> under the hat. And then on the left foot, I had this strong feeling of this, um, of, um, of anger, of, um, you said rage, rage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it was very strong. Um, uh, yeah. Right. Um, coming up. Um, so, and somehow I felt like this is not about future or past or something. This is about mom and dad. This mm -hmm. is about feminine and, um, masculine energies. Mm -hmm. And then you explained it to yeah. me afterwards. They, <laughs> so. they don't need to know about that part, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And, and I, I felt like in the session, it was very strange because um, not only her going through each chakra and trying to balance those, those energies. Um, Cause I felt super relaxed at some point. I think I fell asleep. Yeah. Like I was, I felt so comfortable. I just like either I fell asleep or I just kind of left body, which that happens too. Um, but there was just this kind of like understanding of each chakra that you had gone through about what it is that was going on currently in my life. So then there was kind of like a little therapy session afterwards of, of like explaining what she was seeing because you know, Adina, like she's my roommate right now. <laughs> uh, we're in Bali together, but she doesn't know me that well to know those parts of, of me and to be able to see that. So um, I thought it was really, really profound even to be able to step into that and see what that was. And so um, then afterwards, so to tell them that my result is that um, even almost instantly, because I asked, I wanted to be able to bring my sight back. I started to see shadows again. And started to see other things popping up in my visual, actual visual sight. Um, in addition to today, um, I astral properly astral traveled for the first time successfully. So I don't know what the hell you did, but <laughs> you've opened something up in my energy field where things got a little bit more balanced. And um, this whole week has been like that. I feel like it opened up up so much more. Um, but for people who are who are interested in it. Like, you know, Reiki can be done. Like how do you said you went through the levels, the first level, the second level, the third level, whatever. If someone was interested in, in doing this, um, you know, is there a certain type of person? Do you have to be an intuitive to do this? Can everybody do this? Is it a particular type of training? Um, do they have to have certain abilities to be able to perform this kind of thing? Uh, no, not at all. I would say this is actually something every person can do. And I would even go so far to say that um, I found it really nice if actually just everybody, and I literally mean everybody, would at least do Reiki level one. Mm -hmm. Because it, if you do it, it's, um, it just enhances not only your, your, um, your intuition, but it kind of when you, when you start to use it and to sap into that, um, you kind of feel this like unity um, because you, you step into this universal energy, um, which um, comes from this universal field where you can get this first feeling of how um, the whole world is actually one of this oneness of like everybody being um, connected in a way. And I feel like, especially if you think about all the things going on in the world and uh, how people treat each other and um, on, on certain levels, how people treat nature, how tr people um, treat Mother Earth, um, it would help all of us to understand this realm, uh, to get in touch with this realm. And I feel like if you once um, saw that and felt into that, um you're not able to like really hate somebody anymore or like treat other persons bad mm -hmm. or um, yeah, do something that's uh, like, yeah, I don't know, like, like bad for the planet mm -hmm. because you just feel this like 
like it's one big organism and if you hurt somebody else or if you do um throw your trash on the on the ground for example you hurt yourself mm -hmm. so um yeah so we are all as one yeah <laughs> so what was your first experience with this realm um i would say it's kind of strange because i've been connected to it in a way since i was actually forever mm. um so i can't remember it but my mom no my grandma she yeah uh, she told me that when i was a kid i had two kind of imaginary friends mm -hmm. <laughs> i called them eats and boots <laughs> <laughs> so eats was the um the good one who was always good uh, doing all the good stuff and boots was the bad one <laughs> always <laughs> doing yeah, all the bad stuff um and i was pretty much talking to them as if they were like real persons mm -hmm. i actually i can't remember it and when i grew older um I always, um, yeah, I, I couldn't really name it because um, I also, so I grew up in a family um, that was always very like logic, science oriented. Like my my grandparents are uh, teachers. My both of my parents are doctors. Mm -hmm. So um, everybody was always like relying a lot like on facts and the things you can see, feel, and touch. Um, but I always had this thing, like what, for example, like when I came into a room, I could, um, immediately tell what, um, mood people had mm -hmm. in the room. Mm -hmm. Um, and I picked on like pretty fast on like moods or perceptions of other people also, um, against myself, mm -hmm. which led to, um, also like that I, I had problems, um, in terms of self-respect for a long time mm -hmm. um and then um like during my teenage years i would say my mom was kind of um studying with her like spiritual journey but in a way that she always tried to like get us into it and when we didn't follow um her because she still tried to connect it with logic a lot of mm -hmm. times. And when I didn't uh, follow like her logic, she was telling like, oh, you just don't understand it. So in this, uh, what you of course like do as a teenager, what happens in your mind, like if you feel rejection on something, you say like, before you reject me, um, I'm going to reject you. Mm. So, and in terms of rejecting her, I started to reject this or to cut off um, this whole experience as well, um, which I was pretty much suffering from uh, in in the next years because afterwards. Um, so in this very moment, I wasn't clear about that, but it came to it came became clear to me afterwards. Um, I was suffering from a pretty heavy eating disorder uh, for more than ten years um, afterwards. Um, I just got out of it like two three years ago. Mm -hmm. And what I realize now is that what I was trying was um, I was trying to um, to to do that connection um, to get into that connection, but because of my my mind and my ego were cutting me off, mm. um, I tried to my, my spirit kind of tried to get out of my body in a way to oh, yeah. um, to kind of leave my body mm -hmm. um, if that makes any sense like you um, were trying to make your body smaller yes to get out of your body yes mm -hmm. exactly mm. um to to yeah to to get into that connection again and um yeah and so like my my first like conscious real aware experience of that realm um, was when I had like a severe breakdown actually. So mm -hmm. um, the eating disorder I was suffering from was anorexia. So, um, and on top of that, I had a burnout. So I had this point, which was three years ago, more or less, mm -hmm. um, when I was homesick um, from the anorexia, from the burnout, which um, provoked like heavy stomach problems. So I couldn't eat anymore on top of that. Mm. And I was just lying in my bed and I was so weak um, that I um, could hardly move. And I just thought like, well, actually, if I don't wake up tomorrow morning, doesn't matter. Mm. <laughs> like can just happen. Yeah. And then I felt, okay, this is my physical body, which was hardly there anymore. 
But there was something that was still there. Didn't you say that you got down to 80 pounds? Yes, even more, even less. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but something still survived. Mm -hmm. So I think this, without even like consciously realizing that this was maybe like my inner self, like my spirit, mm -hmm. um, I kind of gripped onto that and it, it helped me to um, come out of that and to um, go back into my body, to recover into my body and then found this connection between my body and um, this realm. And th uh, in the next uh, years and months, this connection just grew stronger through um, different practice. And it was a journey, I would say. Like, it was not there, like, from one day to the other. Yeah. It was a journey and growing growing into it, and I still am, and mm -hmm. discovering, like, new things every day. Mm -hmm. So um, I would say, like, if you like the the you asked for the first contact it, it's hard to say because i feel like i have a first contact to like new realms and new um levels of it every mm -hmm. day yeah but this is there are layers to this shit you know yeah and this is how the journey went on yeah 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 i think that's really beautiful because for a lot of people when they when they think about spirituality and they think about other people they kind of look at them like they have it all together like, oh, love and light, and you you know this, and I don't know this, and that we come to practitioners because we believe that they know more than us. And in some ways, yes, like they've been studying or they've been on the journey perhaps longer. Um, but like, I love that you got vulnerable and opened up about what your struggle looked like, because that means you're a real person with real problems, with real struggles, real, real things um, that we all kind of deal with. And so for, for most people who are thinking about it, like Reiki in particular, when you said that it's, it's a, it's the tuning into the frequency of universal love and how that's kind of like, that's kind of it, right? Like that's kind of all why we're here. We're here to discover <laughs> universal love. We're here to discover love with each other, love with oneself, um, love of oneself and our body. And if that's something that you're learning how to hone in, then you're able to give that to other people easier because you had to learn how to love yourself first, right? Yes, and yep. so you healed a part of yourself. And this, I actually talked about that in the last episode, this wound being this thing that uh, allows us to become the healer of that thing for other people. And so when did you first feel called? Like, I mean, I know you said that when you're in Barcelona, you, you thought like, I have to do Reiki. But as you started this journey, what do you know what Reiki or why Reiki appealed to you in particular? Um... Maybe because, yeah, as I said, it just has this frequency of universal love. And so for my whole life, I've been a person, so I've been pretty hard on myself, like for my whole life. I've always, I knew I could do everything by forcing myself mm. into doing it. Mm -hmm. So this was kind of a thing that um, made, that got me through a lot of shit, which is good. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy to have this ability. So I know I can't do that. So whatever I, I need to do, I, I know I can force my body and my mind into doing something. But um, Reiki energy is so much softer and more and, and loving. So maybe like the total contrary um, approach in a in energetic means mm -hmm. as to what I was used to um, to do or to have throughout my whole life. So maybe it's this, um, um, yeah, this difference between it, you know? Like contrast. This, yeah, this contrast. Mm -hmm. This is what yeah. I was looking for. <laughs> this, this contrast between them, um, like yin and yang in a way. Mm -hmm. um, so I have a lot of yang myself. Mm -hmm. And Reiki kind of... To clarify, yang is the masculine energy. Yes, and yin is the feminine energy. Yes, and of course we all have um, not as women, we are not only yin and men are not only yang. So we always have like this, um, or we should have this balance of both energies inside us. And I feel like also as me, like um, and maybe most of people listening right now come from uh, Western societies, from Western cultures, which are pretty young dominated. Mm -hmm. um, we are told throughout our whole lives that to achieve something, we have to be hard on ourselves. Mm -hmm. We have to push ourselves to do something. Um, 
we um deny ourselves pleasure yes and um also we uh we connect being um being strong with being hard on ourselves mm -hmm. which is a lot of young energy dominated so when i found reiki which is the total opposite mm -hmm. like it's super soft it's super loving it's super everything like this connectedness with each other um this was kind of um the perfect thing to me to balance these two forces mm -hmm. in a way mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah so you were probably more drawn to it because you needed that contrast you needed that balance to that masculine energy yes that that is what i what, what comes up to me actually i've never thought about that question <laughs> before <laughs> yeah. so um but this was the first association when you asked me right now i had um to your question mm -hmm. so maybe there's some truth in there yeah <laughs> interesting you know um like is is Reiki something that, like, when you're walking around in just a normal day life, that now that you have this ability and this attunement, um, do you do you send Reiki to, to strangers while you're sitting there? Like, is this something that do you need to meditate beforehand? Is this something like you feel like a, a Spider Man and you open your hands and you, can, you know, like you can shoot it at them? Like, how does it work when you're in your normal day to day life outside of being a practitioner? Um, yeah, that's an interesting question, um, uh, for <laughs> sure, because now um, when I tell you the truth, I'll uh, look like the manu manipulative whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, actually, so of course, like when when, I, when I'm in a session, I use uh, these symbols because I have the time to, to draw them, to apply them, and it makes more sense because so I can go um, better into the different layers of the energetic body. But Reiki is something I feel you, um, that flows because it's universal energy. Universal energy is in everybody of us and it's uh, all around us. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you do not even have to have these inaugurations to the different Reiki levels mm -hmm. to be able to tune into that energy. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's stronger if you do, because mm -hmm. you have these certain symbols and it helps you to, to channel it um, yeah, more, di more directly. Mm -hmm. But I would feel like everybody has the ability um, to do that. And so, um, I mean, of course, like I've, when, when as I'm working also, um, with meta meditations and stuff like this and stepping more into this field of uh, being compassionate with people instead of just being angry on somebody mm -hmm. because I don't know like here in crazy Bali traffic a scooter crosses <laughs> my way and I'm like ah this fucking idiot or I'm like oh well okay maybe he um has like uh, an appointment or something and has to go somewhere being delivered whatever <laughs> So um, I think through this little acts of compassion throughout your daily life, you're transmitting Reiki energy mm -hmm. anyway. Um, I also use it uh, in my yoga classes, for example, to just um, do this energy balance um, in my class between the students mm -hmm. um, and get them into a deeper relaxation. Or, um, for example, and this is, I have two, like, kind of uh, <laughs> interesting stories. Yeah. Because um, sometimes also, um, when I was in Spain, for example, I needed to go to this office um, to make my... Um, to make my working visa um, ready or done. And everybody told me before, like, it's it's a hassle. It's like, it's so bad. It's so chaotic. Uh, they will tell you, like, uh, so many different things. It takes so much time. You have to spend hours there. And so I was, okay, um, I'm just going and just seeing how it goes. I'm kind of detached already, which is always, like, a good state of mind yeah. to go to, <laughs> uh, to the point. But then uh, this man was in front of me, and he was looking, like, really grumpy. It was very early in the morning. And then I just thought, okay, I'll just send him some Reiki to see what uh, <laughs> what it does. Um, so after 10 minutes, I went out and had everything done. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like really lovely. <laughs> and then at another point also happened in Spain. Um, I was in this like very small shop and um, Reiki energy works on el um, electromagnetic mm -hmm. um, vibrations. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it can even help um, um, if you have like a, a technical device, which does not really work. Mm -hmm. So in some cases, I, I only read about that. Mm -hmm. And then um, I was in the shop and I wanted to, to pay for a crystal actually. Mm -hmm. I wanted to buy uh, with my credit card but the credit card reader didn't work mm -hmm. and so um, there was two women and they tried it um, the one and the other and again and again and I was already like yeah just keep it here I got cash I come back tomorrow and then we're like yeah you try another time and I got it into my hands and I thought like I could try this like technical device stuff and then I, I gave Reiki and it worked 
<laughs> so you can still say this is coincidences, yeah, yeah. but it's always this discussion like what is a coincidence and what actually is not. Like mm -hmm. you never really know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just depends on like what you personally feel feel about it yeah <laughs> no I like so I've never I've never done any type of Reiki training and as you guys listening know uh, I'm an energy coach and I've I send energy to people I'm able to to read them and, and shift and do things or whatever so perhaps I'm doing some form of Reiki but I don't have any type of certification in the symbols per se but I understand the energy I know what that frequency is and it's the same thing um like I mean, I did I did the exact same thing. It does feel like the manipulator, right? Like you feel like you're out there with Spider-Man, like, pew, 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 you know? And I've, there's been a couple of times where, um, not a couple of times, a lot, like where I've been like, someone will tell me something's supposed to be a certain way and it's going to be hard and this and that. I'm like, not for me because I'm going to send out this type of energy and vibration. And so this thing will be different. Um, so many times when, uh, you know, my, my, my mom raised us, I don't think she even knew that this is what she was doing, but told us that we have favor. So like when you have favor, you're a child of God, you're a child of God, you're a child of God. So um, I thought, okay, well, if I'm, if I'm a loved being of the universe, then I can operate and, and give that love out to other, other people to make things easier for me. So <laughs> um, I think that there was a moment where I was like, okay, well, let me um, send something in and like, and shift and change the way that things are going to be and see if I can get, um, get what I want. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm not going to be a manipulator, but I can move energy in different ways to facilitate an outcome that I would like when it's in loving energy. But do you believe that there is, and maybe it's not called Reiki, but there is an op opposing energy as well that people can use for negative? To be honest, no. I like that answer. <laughs> okay no because i think um as for me this universal energy which is reiki is the kind of the source of the universe where everything comes from um out of an energy like this if you've ever felt it you would know there is nothing negative about it mm -hmm. i think there's a lot of ego in this world yeah. and there's a lot of mind-driven stuff um and uh, yeah and of course um like everything you always you usually say like everything has its shadow but i think um there are negative energies in this world but there are different manifestations coming from that energy maybe influenced by different things happening in our world happening with our egos and all that stuff mm -hmm. um but this comes like directly from the source like if you imagine a river for example and where the the, the, the source like the spring or mm -hmm. how do you call it of the mm -hmm. river where it comes out it's usually like really crisp clear mm -hmm. water that comes out there but then when the river goes um downstream mm -hmm. Um, and it may also like split up or something. Mm -hmm. And then let's say on one arm of the river, for example, there's like, um, 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 a how, like the thing that produces things, <laughs> yes, the, uh, like, uh, like a factory. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which is just like, um, yeah. Putting their like bad yeah, stuff into the streams or whatever and, yeah, into debris, the stream. Then like you that. would still, it, it comes both from the same source, but you have this one stream, which is like still crisp and clear. And you have the other one that is just toxic because mm. of the factory at mm -hmm. the side, which like pull things into, things into it. it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that's a yeah. good analogy. And that's, I love a good analogy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but people, people dumping in uh, toxic frequencies, toxic energy into that energy and diluting it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or polluting it. That's probably a better way to say yes. that. Yeah. Absolutely. And then also like, um, if you talk, for example, about like, if you say, for example, Hinduism, where like every God and goddess has like its light and its dark side. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel that already, like this, um, this um, gods and goddesses are manifestations already of that energy. So mm -hmm. it's not directly the source. Mm -hmm. you they know just what personified I mean? that into yes. some type of separate frequency. Yes, because it's still dualism. Yeah. Every time when you speak about good and bad things, you're thinking in dualism. Yeah. Um, I think where Reiki energy comes from, this like real source, there's oneness. Yes. Ooh. 
I like that. <laughs> We're going to end that right there because that's perfect. There is oneness, Reiki energy. So Reiki energy would be the purest form of the loving universal energy that we can give out to each other. Yes. Awesome. Which so, exists in like various forms. Mm -hmm. Reiki for me is just one name you can put on it. Mm -hmm. Speaking of, what does the word Reiki mean? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, I've heard it uh, a couple of times, but to be honest, um, I always um, forget about it. it it's, it's two syllables. It's Ray and it's key. And We're looking it up on the internet right now. <laughs> <laughs> it says the word Reiki means mysterious atmosphere, miraculous sign. Yes, because Ray is universal and key is like Qi, like the Chinese word, like the life energy. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So this is the, okay. So Reiki is a type of energy healing. Energy healing targets the energy fields around the body. But basically you are infusing people with love. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So last question, um, how can people find you? Um, they can find me on Instagram, mm -hmm. um, which is at Pom Pom Dina. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I will link her in the description below. Um, before we go though, uh, I wanted to ask, like, I mean, you came here to Bali, uh, you're a yoga teacher. Um, you're here doing healings with other people or whatever. Is there anything in particular? Because as we're doing this, these sessions, um, I've been in Bali the last few weeks, like what drew you to Bali specifically? I just feel that this island has um a special energetic vibration in comparison to europe where i lived all the years before mm -hmm. um and where i come from um that kind of helps me to step deeper into the realms and to connect deeper with this yeah universal field let's say mm -hmm. um whereas in, in europe i sometimes i feel more like stuck in my personal or spiritual growth or the things I do, mm -hmm. um, which here in Bali just elevates on like higher levels in a way. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a, what, what do you always say? Like a, a cat, a catalyst. 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 Yeah. 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 Um, the energy what here I'm doing. Is, yes. is stronger. Yes. It's more intensified. Yes. Um, that's why I came here too. Like trying to deepen my spiritual <laughs> practice, play with that energy um, actually just before we're recording this episode, I, I had a, the proper astral travel thing and it was the first time I was able to go that long. And I was like, shit, it's because I'm in Bali. Like the energy <laughs> here is such a catalyst, like so much of this polarization or whatever the, the, the field is, is vast. It's a, it's the stronger spring. Like we're coming from yes. a larger, stronger spring somehow. And it, there's less pollution here Yes, in that way. There is a lot of pollution here, actual pollution, but <laughs> less energetic <laughs> pollution. Yes. Awesome. Well, I'm so, so thankful that you were on the show. Adina, thank you so much for listening. And uh, thank you guys for tuning into another episode of Spiritual Shit. We'll see you in the next episode. Interested in becoming a client for energy coaching? Find me at www.thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do or hit me up on IG at The Lovely Aaliyah for daily content and inspiration.